0: It's time to transform your health with one of the nation's leading and growing authorities in total health. Over the next hour, learn from experts on how to revolutionize the health of those you love most. This is Ask Dr. Ernst. And now, here's your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Hey, it's a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst, and I love that I get to spend this absolutely beautiful Saturday to teach you and guide you and coach you to living life to your full health potential. We have an incredible show topic today, partly, I think, because of the event I'm hosting next week. We're going to tease. We're going to talk about high blood pressure. We're going to talk about natural ways that you can reset your blood pressure without the use of medications or even some harsher protocols. And you can actually solve this animal called high blood pressure that I want to give you a little precursor is not because of your genes. We know today that about 85%, maybe even 90% of high blood pressure has to do with a lifestyle choice that we make, things that we do to ourselves that lead us to either have higher levels of stress, anxiety, worry, concern, elevated blood sugars, And What we tend to see is an inflammatory process, so I want to break apart what really is going on with high blood pressure, and why is it such a big deal today, and what can you do if you're somebody who deals with a high blood pressure situation, leaving this show today going, okay, I have some tips and tools, and honestly, in all reality, you really do need to join me for the seminar we're hosting next Saturday. It's the 5th of June. It's on a Charlotte Heart Health Summit I'm going to be talking about not just high blood pressure, but the cholesterol connection and how it's not high cholesterol that causes the problem is what causes the high cholesterol. We're talking about your triglycerides and burning fat off, losing weight, getting your energy back, lowering your pressure, all while doing it in a natural method. So I don't know if you know this or not, but we're, we're literally packed. and I, What I love about a webinar is it gives an opportunity to have even more people hop on So if you'd like to join us next Saturday, the 5th of June at 10 a.m. in the comfort of your home to solve your heart's health issues, arrhythmias, palpitations, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, triglycerides, etc., this is an opportunity today to register for free. In fact, it's the last Saturday before the event, so this is the perfect time to pick up the phone and make that call, 704-906-2094. Look, you can even text your name and your email and it'll register you. I'll see you next Saturday. We're going to solve this animal called high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high triglycerides, metabolic syndrome, heart disease, and we're going to do it with natural ways. So if you're not already one of the people in this one in three category, look, did you know that one in three Americans have high blood pressure? One in three? I mean, my God, it's an, ins- it's an insatiable amount. And listen to this. According to a journal Uh, sorry, an article that was published in the journal Lancet, you have a risk factor greater than 90% of becoming an individual with high blood pressure by living in the United States. So just think about that. By the time you're 60 to 65 years old, you have a 90% chance that something's going on with your blood pressure. And while we term it hypertension medically, I don't want you to think that it means that you're tense or anxious It's a state where the pressure within your body of how your heart has to push fluids out through all the vessels to all the cells and tissues is resisted. There's uh, an increase in the stress for your heart to actually make the fluids move around. It can also happen within your lungs, too. So We have systolic, which is systemic pressure, the bigger number, 120, for example, And we have diastolic, which is the smaller number, the bottom number, and that has to do a lot with how hard your heart has to push to get the fluids into the lungs. So we have to push to the lung to get oxygen, then we have to push to the body to get the oxygen and the nutrients out to our cells. So, unfortunately, what a lot of us have learned is that high blood pressure is something that runs in our family, it is genetic, it's familial. My great-grandparents had it. My grandparents had it. My mom and dad had it, so I guess I'm doomed to it. And I hate to say it, there are literally hundreds of different medications that can be prescribed, and while they might make your numbers good, they're never addressing the real question, why? You know, I'd like to say I think that should be the biggest question you ask your doctor about anything, and unfortunately, most people tend to fail to ask that question when it comes to the appointment that they have with their physician. Why is this happening to me? That should be the key question. Why is this number high? Not just, oh, it's high. Thanks so much. I'll take this then. Great. Why is it high? Did you know that your body was created with an incredible ability to heal itself? We're talking about a life force, a power that literally controls close to 70 trillion cells. It's the same power in your body that makes your heart beat, your lungs breathe, your stomach digest. And your body needs certain specific nutrients and requirements and energy to be able to create a state of inner peace, of homeostasis, of harmony. That, my friends, is the true definition of health. That inner ability for the body to heal itself being fully expressed. So when there are levels of toxicity or nutrient deficiency or inflammation, these requirements are deficient. And so what starts to happen is dis. Ease, not disease, but dis-ease, the inability for you to have that harmony, that homeostasis, that raw health, and that can lead to conditions like high blood pressure. It can lead to even things like diabetes, even bigger issues with your health, weight loss resistance, hormone issues, etc. So, what we're gonna conquer today is this challenge called high blood pressure, and I'm gonna share with you what I think is the biggest connection you need to understand. It's not your genes. It's something specifically that you're eating that's creating an inflammatory process. and I'm going to tease you with it. Groundbreaking research has shown that two-thirds of people with high blood pressure have this one condition going on in their body. They have this, and this is why they're not able to solve their blood pressure by themselves. This is why the medications have to be taken for the rest of your life. This is why it always gets worse. This is why even in the United States, as we've been medicating more, we're not seeing a massive breakdown in the number of people with hypertension. We're going to talk about the number one cause that creates high blood pressure. We're going to talk about the key lifestyle factors that you can implement today to solve this. We're going to talk about the nutrients that most people are deficient in that if you boost these, your pressure can drop drastically. And of course, we're going to give you the ability to heal yourself. And right now is your opportunity. This is your last chance. Join me next Saturday, June fifth, 10 a.m. for the Charlotte Health Heart Health webinar. It's free, 100% free. We're going to show you how to solve blood pressure, cholesterol, triglycerides, you name it. Pick up the phone. Call 704-906-2094. 704-906-2094. It's the Ask Doctor Earnshaw. We'll be right back. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Ernst. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. It's a show where pounds are shed, disease is dead, and where you can be set free from your health problems. When you become your own healer, when you become your own doctor, when you take the responsibility of your health into your hands, learn about what's going on for your specific condition, apply some natural techniques, and just sit back and watch as your body starts to heal by itself. I love that I get this opportunity to speak with you guys today. We're talking about natural ways to lower high blood pressure, solving this issue of where does this come from in the first place, and I'm going to go through what I call sort of my critical improvement steps for overall cardiovascular health, the top nutrients that we need to be taking on a daily basis to prevent and also reduce our blood pressure, and we have to talk about this one sticky animal, how what we do to ourselves, the lifestyle we live, is what leads to high blood pressure in about 85 to 90% of individuals that have high blood pressure. In fact, it has been reported that the number one cause, listen to this, the number one cause of high blood pressure is the wrong nutritional combination and following a diet that is high-grain, breads, pastas, rice, corn, oats, etc., and low-fat. And I know what you might be thinking. I thought that for heart health, I should be low-fat. I don't want to eat a lot of cholesterol foods. I don't want to eat a lot of fatty foods. I can get plaque in my arteries, et cetera, et cetera. Well, groundbreaking research that was done and published in the Journal of Diabetes reported that nearly two out of three people with high blood pressure also had elevated blood sugars. It's a correlation. It's causation. The critical connection became noted that if you have a subtle signs of insulin resistance, there is a massive connection to that and hypertension. And it showed, yet again, how devastating this concept of having elevated blood sugars or high levels of insulin or having an abnormal metabolic function with how you process the sugars that you consume leads to an inflammatory state, which is the underlying root issue within high blood pressure. Additional research showed that if your blood pressure does not naturally drop at night, listen to this, you should have slightly lower blood pressure when you're asleep, makes sense. You're recumbent, you're lying down, you're not running around, there's not a lot of stuff going on, your blood pressure is supposed to drop in the evenings. If that does not happen, that is a greater risk for cardiovascular disease than high cholesterol or long-standing high blood pressure. The connection here is that what we often see in most people is they have elevated blood sugars in the evenings, which can not only result in diabetes, but it raises your cardiovascular pressure while you sleep, and what that does is offset an inflammatory cascade that leads to hypertension. So I'm here to say that healthy blood pressure is extremely within your control. And unfortunately, the challenge is most of us can't feel high blood pressure. It's not like you wake up one day and say, oh God, you know, it feels like my blood pressure's high. But listen to this. Did you know that the most common conditions that most of us deal with could be caused by undiagnosed, slightly elevated high blood pressure, including headaches and nosebleeds and uh, dizziness and chest pains, slight visual disturbances, if you get a little blurry, this, that, the other. And if you also get that component where you Get up a little too quick, and you sort of have that lightheaded dizziness, blackout, etc. It can be a dysregulation within your body's blood pressure. The sad reality: listen to this. This is this just shocks me. Most people taking medications for high blood pressure have to use them to keep their condition managed for long periods of time. You start a medication, you got to be on it forever. Yet, listen to this: 85% of people who have hypertension can normalize their blood pressure through lifestyle modification, dietary changes, and using certain supplements to help decrease the inflammation. So if you have hypertension, I'm here to tell you there are simple steps you can take that will not only make you change your blood pressure, but you should also see a drop in your insulin. You should see a a drop in your blood sugars. You should see a drop in your weight. All of this is able to be done in a method that you can take control, but you just have to understand one thing. Blood pressure has more to do with the foods you eat, the supplements you are taking, and or the nutrients that you're deficient in. And here's the kicker. Recently, there was a shift in the normals for high blood pressure. Okay, You may know that normal blood pressure is supposedly 120 over 80. and If you're somewhere within that zone, everything is fine. Well, as of recent, the 120 over 80 is now listed as pre-hypertensive. They want us, they want us to be under 120 over 80. And I hate to say it, but sometimes this shift has caused approximately another forty-five million Americans to be diagnosable as having a hypertensive state that would require a prescriptive medication. Did you know that there are over a hundred different drugs available to treat high blood pressure? And unfortunately what we have seen is that there hasn't been a major shift listen to this according to a study that was published in the journal of american medical association despite the number of drugs available and the number of prescriptions that have been written no real progress i'm reading word for word no real progress has been made in controlling high blood pressure amongst us adults this article found out that one in 3 americans have high blood pressure nearly one in three people with hypertension didn't even know they had the condition. I wasn't even aware of it. 40% of people are not doing anything about it because they didn't even know about it, and three out of four people did not have their hypertension under control. There was another study done in the Archives of Internal Medicine that found that 30% of patients with mild to moderate hypertension actually responded better to a placebo than to a prescription. Think about this. Uh, A doctor comes up to you and says, Hey, you have hypertension. It's a brand new medication. It's so powerful, just off the hot press. It's getting great results in research. Look at all these testimonies. Take this. Blood pressure started to drop significantly, and it was just a sugar pill or a salt pill or a sand pill. It was nothing that was prescribed, nothing physically of a medication inside of it. Placebo effect. Proof that your blood pressure can be controlled without a medication if you can change the way you think and and reveal about it. There was another study done in the British Medical Journal that revealed that 97% of people that take medications for high blood pressure had still significant side effects either because of the medication or there was still heart health effects that took place. This means that, unfortunately, your chances of being side effect-free when medicating are near zero, Your chances of potentially reducing your risk for heart health aren't as high as we think they are. And yet, many of us run to the prescription when we have high blood pressure. Partly because I think, of course, we're afraid. You know, it's our heart. We want our heart to be healthy. We want it to be strong and active and vibrant and alive. So what are the common reasons for hypertension? What are the actual things going on? And what I'm going to tell you today is something that's going to probably shock you. The number one issue that we see with people with high blood pressure isn't too much salt. It's not bad genes. It's not too much fat in their diet. It's a condition called hypercortisolism. I know it's a tough word, hypercortisolism. We tend to see that individuals that have high blood pressure have elevated levels of cortisol, which is a stress hormone. Now, here's why this is so important. When your levels of cortisol are elevated we start to notice that your body's first reaction is to increase its blood sugar. So we also see this with type 2 diabetics. The higher your blood sugar, the higher your blood pressure. It sort of makes sense to some degree because as you increase the sweetness of your blood, you're going to make it thicker, more viscous. It's more difficult to push that thick syrupy solution through your blood vessels, and so it increases the systolic rate. Under normal circumstances... When your body is stressed out, you need a little extra sugar because you need to burn it so you can actually deal with the stress. But over time, what starts to happen is this chronic stress, which comes from either diet or mental aspects or just physical issues that are going on with your life, neck pain, back pain, headaches, financial worries, etc., can elevate your cortisol and continuous cascading of cortisol elevates insulin. And while you might think that makes your sugars go down, it creates resistance because what insulin does is it prepares you for the long haul. It makes you burn sugar, but it also makes you store fat. It depletes your proteins, makes your muscles break down into more sugar. And unfortunately, it creates an inflammatory cascade that has been proven in research to damage the endothelial walls of the arteries, causing some scarring and rigidity, also leading to the potential for plaqueing and also high blood pressure. So the number one reason that you might have high blood pressure that you haven't solved the issue with in the first place is that you have elevated levels of cortisol, which is a stress hormone that elevates your blood sugar, that elevates your insulin, that creates an inflammatory cascade. And so the response that your body has is, well, I have to elevate my blood pressure to compensate. If we take a medication, can it push the pressure down? Of course. But what is that medication doing for the hypercortisol? for the elevated sugars, the high insulin, et cetera. Nothing, which is why you have to constantly take it. The number two main reason why a lot of us struggle with our high blood pressure is we don't understand that our blood doesn't have enough oxygen inside of it. Did you know that most people today, they do not breathe properly? And I know it sounds something like so silly to say, wait a minute, the way I breathe has a lot to do with my blood pressure? Yes, physically been studied and shown. The average person today takes 12 to 18 breaths per minute. And they are short, shallow, sort of, I'll call them thoracic breaths. If you stand in front of a mirror and you watch yourself breathe and you see your rib cage elevate, if you see your shoulders go up and down, you're doing short, shallow breathing. The challenge with short, shallow breathing is it increases the concentration of carbon dioxide in your blood, which acidifies the blood, and it's more difficult for your lungs to exchange oxygen to the red blood cell you physically become deoxygenated. Now think about the innate wisdom your body has. Less oxygen in the blood, but still a need for oxygen for cellular performance and function. So the body says, gosh, there's not enough oxygen. I need to get more oxygen to the cells. What's the easiest way to do that? Push harder. Push faster. More blood flow. Increase the pressure. Increase the heart rates. See the connection? Low blood oxygen can increase your blood pressure as a compensatory effect. And I hate to say it, But a lot of us are oxygen-starved. Yet oxygen is the most essential nutrient. It's available everywhere. Take a deep breath. Slow your breathing down. If you can practice the art of doing deep abdominal breathing, six breaths on a minute cycle, six breaths in, out, per minute, long, deep breaths will stimulate a response to increase your oxygenation, decrease your carbon dioxide, and watch this, decrease your blood pressure. Happens naturally. Another issue that we tend to see is elevated cholesterol. Now, this is a big animal because you guys have this kind of like thought process behind cholesterol. Is that cholesterol is the reason why I have heart disease? No, it's the other way around. So we're going to have to break that apart when I come back from this next commercial break. But understand that cholesterol is actually there to help you. So elevated cholesterol is your body trying to solve your blood pressure. We need to support that rather than lowering it. So, hey, listen, I'm hosting an event next Saturday. You're going to love it. It's going to explain how to solve high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high triglycerides, any issues with your heart. It's absolutely free. It's on Saturday, June 5th, 10 a.m., and I'm inviting you to join me. We're going to solve the issues that you've got with your heart health issues. You're going to drop your blood pressure in as little as maybe 90 days. Cholesterol, 90 days. Sugars, 90 days. Heart health back. 704-906-2094. Call it. Text it with your name and email. I'd love to see you next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Ask Dr. Ernst Heart Health Webinar. Hey, it's the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday. You're listening to the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. My name is Dr. Aaron Ernst. I'm your host. And today we're talking about how to naturally solve hypertension, high blood pressure issues. And it begins with understanding what are the root causes. If we solve these, your body will naturally lower its pressure and we started at the top of the hour discussing that the number one reason for elevated blood pressure is an elevated level of hypercortisol, too much cortisol within your blood. And it's a stress hormone. It's a reaction to often how we eat, certain products we put on and use in our body, the stressors that we deal with both mentally, physically, and chemically. And the reaction of that excess cortisol raises our blood sugar, which makes our pressure go up. We talked about that. It raises our insulin, which makes us store more fat and creates an inflammatory cascade, which also depletes our ability to burn energy through fat. And so we start to see elevated blood pressure. We talked about how our breathing and the way we breathe, the method, the number of breaths we have per minute, is a major player behind the amount of high uh, blood pressure that you have. We talked about short, shallow breaths being 12 to eight breaths per minute, creating a lack of oxygen acidifying the blood and making it very difficult for your cells to absorb oxygen. So the innate response is pressure has to go higher to push more oxygen in your blood cells. So something as simple as slowing the number of breaths you take on a per minute basis can drastically change your blood pressure. Try to shoot for six breaths per minute. Long, deep, inhale, hold, exhale, set a timer. We want to do one breath about every 10 seconds. And That would be a breath in, hold, exhale, hold out, 10 seconds. Cholesterol. okay, We have to talk about this. Cholesterol is a fatty substance that your body needs for normal function. Your brain can't live without it. Your nerve function can't live without it. It's vital for memory, for learning, for functionality, for life. Cholesterol is not the major enemy that most of us think that it is. It is needed to produce hormones, including testosterone, progesterone, estrogen. You need it for your vitamin D production and productivity. You need it for your immune system. And listen, cholesterol is a repair mechanism. So when your body's under a tremendous amount of stress, if you have hypercortisolism, if you have high uh, blood sugars, if there's a stress response going with your body, what you're going to find is your cholesterols will elevate as a result of that. Short-term, it's a good response. But long-term, what happens is the inflammatory cascade, because of having low oxygen, high acidity, and a decrease in the ability for cortisol to work properly, an elevated blood sugar and elevated insulin response leads to inflammation, which can oxidize those cholesterols, and there's the issue. They start to pack within the vessels of your heart and or your arteries and things to this effect. But yet, listen to this. The Framingham Heart Study found out that people with cholesterol lower than 200 still had heart attacks 40% of the time. Heart attacks were present in individuals with less than 200. So just because you lower your cholesterol doesn't automatically mean your heart is now healthy. Many people who have heart attacks were actually taking cholesterol-lowering drugs. Research even showed this. If you bring your cholesterol under 180, you're at a higher risk three times, three times more likely to have a stroke. There's clear evidence that lowering cholesterol may not be the solution Instead, what we need to do is maybe look at it as a precursor. It's a warning sign. If your cholesterols are elevated, your body's trying to heal from something. And the most common thing it's trying to heal from is an inflammatory cascade that's been brought on by the physical, chemical, and mental stressors that we have in our life on a daily basis. Another issue that causes elevated blood pressure is an acidification of your body. Cortisol, as we know, lowers your breathing rates. Cortisol will decrease your oxygenation. As your oxygenation goes down, carbon dioxide starts to build up in the cell tissues, in your blood, etc. And this acidification is so dangerous that your body has to compensate for it. Number one compensation. It's going to sound weird. It'll pull fluid out of your joints and out of your muscles to bring it into the blood and the interstitial tissues, which increases the volume. It's creating a dilution. It's trying to dilute the acids down and that elevates the volume of fluids, which elevates the pressure. It's also going to steal certain nutrients. We want to create a buffering effect. If your body's slightly acidic, it's going to grab the basic nutrients. Calcium, as an example, will be pulled out of your bones because calcium is a base. And what happens is we start to see issues with bones and muscles and ligaments and tendons. Did you know that another major player for high blood pressure is a disrupt sleep cycle? Cortisol normally decreases at night, and that's what helps you to fall asleep. And normally, in the morning, cortisol elevates, which helps you to wake up. What we tend to see in people with high blood pressure is that their cortisol levels have inverted. They have high cortisol at night, can't sleep, wired but tired. Right? My mind just can't settle down. I'm I'm so excited, and it's 11 o'clock, and I know I need to sleep, but I can't. I'm I'm like I'm on edge. That's a high cortisol response. Yet in the morning, when the alarm goes off, it's always, oh, it's just snooze, snooze, snooze. They're tired in the morning and wired at night. And it's a disruption in the sleep cycle. And what happens is this sleep cycle disruption shifts the natural drop in your blood pressure during the evening and creates an elevation throughout the day. One final listen to this ligament laxity. When elevated levels of cortisol are present, the joints in your body become loose. And this reduces the ability for them to sustain themselves against normal day to day activity. So we start to see more wear and tear on our joints and our knees and our hips and our hands and our back and our necks. The most important area that this can affect is within your spine. Did you know that there was a study published at the University of Chicago where they took patients that had really high blood pressure, they did an adjustment to the first cervical bone, the atlas, and they saw a near Equal drop to that of taking two blood pressure medications by getting the upper cervical spine realigned. The atlas bone of the first one that sits in your neck controls a lot of the neurological response around the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve's primary responsibility is to make sure that your organ systems are working at optimum capacity. If the heart is at a too high elevation, the vagus nerve is supposed to slow it down. And so what happens is if there's irritation to the ligaments and the joints within your neck, the vagus nerve becomes interfered with. We lose that communication process, and we start to see the heart not react the way that it should. Pressure elevates. Uh, arrhythmias start to show up. The, the heart rates elevate. and One of the most sensitive areas to this ligament laxity issue of having high cortisol is the upper cervical part of your spine. Also, the connection between your neck and your shoulders, which coincidentally is the thoracic region, T1234, which is also the sympathetic control of your heart. It makes your heart speed up. So if you have a dysregulation between speed up and slow down, too much gas, not enough brake, pressure starts to elevate. It's the chiropractic connection between high blood pressure, and I highly encourage that you look into it. Don't forget I'm hosting next Saturday the Charlotte Heart Health webinar. It's at 10 a.m. It's in the comfort of your home. It's absolutely free. We're going to break down the tests that you need to get to solve where your high blood pressure cholesterol triglyceride or heart health issues are coming from you can break free and become your own doctor and heal yourself in as little as 90 days weight down pressure down sugars down triglycerides down pick up the phone call 704-906-2094 or text your name and email 704-906-2094 it's the ask dr Earn show we'll be right back good afternoon happy saturday you're listening to the ask dr Earn show Hey, thanks for tuning in and sticking around. If you've been joining us since the top of the hour, the top ways to strategically lower your blood pressure naturally. We've been discussing since the top of the hour the main, what I'll call functional causes behind high blood pressure. We're not talking about your genetics. We're not talking about your family history. We're not talking about the lack of medications being the reason you have high blood pressure. Right? You guys understand that. You're not deficient in medications. You're deficient in health. You're deficient in nutrients and healing. We discussed that the main cause of high blood pressure is something called hypercortisolism. It's a state of having too much cortisol within your body. It's a stress response, it's a reaction to your diet, to your lifestyle, and to potentially a lot of what's going on with you physically within your spine and your nerve system. Elevated blood sugars can cause hypertension. Decreased oxygenation, your breathing rates can cause hypertension. Increased cholesterol. It doesn't create the hypertensive state, but we tend to see it being present with the hypertensive state because cholesterol is a healing molecule. When you're stressed out, your cholesterol levels will be high, so we start to lower our stress, our cortisol, and we see our cholesterol levels drop along with your blood pressure. Having too much acid within the body, partly because of the fermentation process of the carbohydrates that we eat and also the low breathing states, but the fact that simply cortisol will acidify the human body. The effect is we start to retain fluids to try to dilute the volume of acidity. We try to buffer it out. We pull nutrients from our joints and our muscles and our ligaments and our tendons, so we start to see issues with our health as a side effect of the fact that our body is too acidic. We discussed that sleep cycles are massively important for your blood pressure many of us have elevated cortisol at night so we can't sleep and our blood pressure elevates And in the morning our cortisol levels are really low so we're tired fatigued and chronic and we're having a hard time breaking out of that we also finally mentioned that having too much cortisol leads to laxity of your ligaments and most importantly the area of susceptibility is in this cervical and thoracic spine it's the nerves that control rate, rhythm, pressure, speed of not just your heart, but of your lungs and other vital organs. And We mentioned a highlighting aspect that the University of Chicago did a study and found out that you can get a blood pressure lowering effect equal to that of taking two blood pressure medications if you simply visit a chiropractor and get your upper cervical spine realigned. Taking pressure off the vagus nerve, resetting the C1 complex, the first bone in your neck, can reduce your blood pressure drastically with no side effects. Now, let's talk about some key things you can do at home to increase your lifestyle changes to help you lower your blood pressure. Did you know that there's research showing that an anti-inflammatory ketogenic diet is absolutely essential if you want to solve the underlying root issue, that hypercortisolism, the elevated blood sugars, the elevated cholesterols, the decreased oxygen, the acidity can be fixed by creating an anti-inflammatory ketogenic diet. You know, we talk about this a lot on my show. So if you've ever are looking for more information, go to iTunes, go to our website astdocslearn.com. You can download our ebooks and our guides. Very simply, it's this. We need to avoid eating the following pro blood pressure foods. Refined grains, whole grains even rice, corn, wheat, oats, anything that falls in the grain category, partly because it creates an inflammatory process, it elevates blood sugars, and it elevates cholesterol. Any sort of fried foods, and I know what you might be thinking, oh, it's the frying of the food, and it's the oils and everything, it's the elevated cholesterol. No, it's the other way around. It's the fact that these grains that have been wrapped around whatever food is being fried The gluten, the grain products are still present, and unfortunately, when you fry a carbohydrate, it leads to an oxidative state, and so you're consuming foods, absorbing foods that are already in an inflamed state. We want to stay away from conventional meats, conventional eggs, carbonated beverages that are high in high fructose corn syrup, and even just sugar outright. Most commercial dressings and salad dressings and margarines and oils like soybean and corn oil, Wesson, canola, etc., all of these are pro inflammatory and will elevate your blood pressure. So instead, we want to focus on our major anti inflammatory foods, which you can find for free on askdrernst.com. Now, the second layer of enhancing your health is by increasing the quality of how you do your fasting. Okay, I've talked many times before about how intermittent fasting is one of the greatest ways to activate a level of self-healing, and the research is evident. Intermittent fasting can improve not only your blood pressure, but your overall heart health by decreasing inflammation, reducing oxidative stress, enhancing your mitochondria. These are the energy batteries within your body. This is what helps you to take fats and proteins and carbs and turn them into energy. It enhances your insulin sensitivity, which means your sugars can drop. Therefore, cholesterols will drop and triglycerides will drop because, again, remember, cholesterol is trying to heal the inflammation. The triglycerides elevate because we can't usually burn fat for energy, so we store fat instead of burning fat. When you start to burn fat, you'll start to see a repair in the cellular process within your body. Your liver can actually regenerate. Your bones can start to get stronger. Your joints start to become better. It improves both the strength of your blood vessels and can lower your blood pressure. All of this is what the research shows intermittent fasting can do. The greatest part of it is it's super easy. Skip your breakfast, eat a lunch, eat a dinner, and in a matter of maybe four to six weeks, you'll often find your pressures drop, your sugars drop, your triglycerides drop, simply because you're cutting out inflammatory foods we talked about and you're giving your body time to heal itself by doing at least an eight-hour window of fasting on a daily basis we also understand that remember cortisol is a stress hormone so we need to start finding ways to increase what i'll call peace and calmness and joy in our life especially in the world we live in today it's very difficult I mean, if you just turn on the news today, all you hear is this exploded, that burned up, this person got shot and murdered, this, you know, this business is crashing, these stocks are going down. And before you know it, it's nothing but just negative news. So we need to reduce the time we spend on social media, watching the news, being on the Internet. I hate to say it, but it's such a distraction. And they've actually shown that the more time you listen to news that has a negative connotation, the higher your cortisol levels go. So what we want to do is start engaging in uplifting, relaxing, sort of promoting energies. That could be a hobby, an art and a craft. It could be playing board games with your family or your kids, physically getting out. I know it's weird, right? Start dancing, start singing, start enjoying life. Spend time in nature. Get outside with your feet on the ground. Practice some daily uh, mantras or prayers or meditations or even just positive affirmations. Practicing the art of self-love has been also shown to drastically reduce your blood pressure. What do we know? We talked about sleep, and so I want to help you with this. If we can avoid the use of electronics within the last two hours of your nightly routine, you will find your sleep cycles start to turn around incredibly quick. We also want to decrease the sugar consumption in the evening. Watch out for caffeinated beverages. Even certain teas can have caffeine, and you might think, well, it's just a tea. It's fine to drink at night. Heavy foods that are high in proteins can be quite stressful for you in the evening. And we want to make sure that, again, you have a routine to start getting yourself ready for sleep. This would include either doing some sort of stretching, a relaxational bath, a meditation, a prayer, a mantra, a guideline that you go through. And again, try to remove all electronics from your environment that you sleep in. So in your bed, none, because the the light that comes off of them is extremely high in a blue light, which is stimulatory to your eyes and we want to help you to decrease your pressure when you sleep at night by getting better sleep rhythms. All right, Moving on to the top nutrients that I would recommend that most of us are deficient in that leads to a hypertensive state, number one being the mineral called potassium. Potassium works along with sodium to help to control your fluid balance. What happens is this. Sodium draws water into your body, raising your blood pressure. And a lot of you might think like, well, isn't that why I'm supposed to stop eating salt? Well, here's what they found out. It's not actually the salt that's causing the problem. It's the sodium. Now, here's something that might burst your bubble. The higher your blood sugar, the higher your blood sodium because it helps to balance out the effects of that. So it's not so much that you're eating too much salt. It's that you're retaining the fluid, the salt, et cetera. Potassium has the opposite effect. It can open the floodgates, help you to eliminate your fluids, and help you to decrease your stored sodium levels. And foods that are high in potassium are even, according to the American Heart Association, the best foods you can use to lower your blood pressure. And let me give you the ones because I think you might be thinking, well, potassium, I'm thinking bananas, but be careful. That's high sugar. We don't want to go that route. An avocado has more potassium than banana. Brussels sprouts, loaded, kiwis, broccoli, Tomatoes, bok choy, spinach, Brazil nuts, Swiss chard, beets, all loaded with potassium. Magnesium is another nutrient you should consider if you have high blood pressure. It works in that it's a relaxant. It helps the vessels to physically dilate out. So what tends to happen is our blood vessels start to constrict because the cortisol creates an inflammatory process. If you increase your magnesium, you can actually release The vessels and help to drop your pressure some of the top foods for magnesium are also the same foods that have high potassium avocados spinach swiss shards but now let's talk about the ones that really open up the blood vessels you're going to love this dark chocolate pumpkin seeds nuts and seeds and even pink himalayan salts the high magnesium component of it helps to create a vascular dilation effect which can lower your blood pressure and that can help with everything Folate is another big key. Most of us are folate deficient, partly because many of us have stress responses going on in our body. B vitamins will be burned excessively fast when you're in a detoxification phase or your body's overly burdened with certain chemical toxins. We tend to find that almost every American is deficient in B vitamins. But the most important thing behind B vitamins is understanding this. They need to be methylated. When you take a methylation process and a B vitamin that's been methylated it helps to absorb them. So make sure if you're taking B vitamins on a daily basis that not only does it have folate, but it's been it's been methylated as a tetrahydrofolate. Another great nutrient is coenzyme Q10. CoQ10 is an antioxidant that is critical for not only supporting your heart health, but has been shown in research to lower your blood pressure and also lower your cholesterol. When consumed in the neighborhood of about three to 400 milligrams on a daily basis, it is one of the strongest, what I'll call, supplemental natural blood pressure lowering medications, medication, supplements that you can use. Garlic is another one. Garlic has a natural vasodilation effect. And here's the thing. You really can't overdose on garlic. A 2016 study showed that aged garlic reduced the peripheral and central blood pressures in people with uncontrolled hypertension, meaning medications weren't working. They started to take garlic as a direct supplementation. Pressures dropped down. So look at all the amazing things you can do to take responsibility and control for your health and your blood pressure. If you're looking for a deeper dive, custom specific to you, we're going to get you off the blood pressure medications, help you to lower your pressures control your triglycerides, bring your cholesterols down, help you to lose weight, solve your heart health issues. And all of that is done on my webinar, which is absolutely free next Saturday, June 5th at 10 a.m. in the morning. Pick up the phone and do this for me. Call this number, 704-906-2094. All I need is your name and your email, and we will get you registered for free, and I'll help you to take your health to the next level. It's 100% live, 100% free, and 100% for you. 704-906-2094. Once again, 704-906-2094. It's the Ask Dr. Ernst Show. I'll see you guys next week.